There's something the Lord's been speaking to me for months now. And I figure, why not just share with what God's working through me, right? Because that's what we do, right? We, we preach what God's speaking to us because that's our relationship. I hang out with Jesus. And I want to grow. Who here wants to grow? Because that's actually, as a believer, you want to grow. We're made disciples. We're made followers. We're made children of God. But we need to grow and become that. Right now, just tell yourself, I give myself a break. Hear me out. I give myself a break. Because I'm in process. Come on. Sometimes we just need to tell ourselves that, that we are in a process, that we are walking, and stop letting the enemy beat you down. We choose to say that we are moving forward. We are moving forward. It doesn't matter if you, if you had fear yesterday, choose not to be in fear today. It's a choice. Our walk with Jesus is all about the renewing of the mind, renewing of who we are. Who knows? We're spiritual beings. And sometimes, oh, I wasn't going to go here. We need to learn that we actually have to first think with our spirit. We are raised constantly. From the day we were born, we were in this natural realm. But we are eternal beings. The Bible says that I'm actually seated in heavenly places. The Bible actually says that I am a citizen of heaven. But until I actually understand that and actually live that lifestyle, I'm just going to keep on living as a citizen of this earth. You actually have to start taking the time to actually contemplate, actually meditate on the fact that you're a spiritual being. What does that look like? That means that you first, you, you, how often we, do we actually say, like, how is this affecting my spirit, man? Because I heard a, a saying the other day, ban, uh, I think it was Banning Leapshire, uh, Jesus Culture. He, he, he was speaking to a bunch of leaders, and he actually said to a bunch of leaders, he said, just by the way, not one of your messages done anything good. Because it's not our message. It's what Jesus is doing. If God does it right now, if the Holy Spirit, if you're not allowing him to engage you right now, I can talk. You're just going to see my mouth go like this, hear a few things. But unless you choose to actually let it hit your heart and actually sit there and say, I'm not, oh, he's talking to me, not, not him. Are you, like, the Holy Spirit's actually encountering me. Oh, no, no. I got it all together. So it must be, it must be Jeremy. Jeremy needs it. <laughs> Jeremy needs it. He's the last person. No, like he literally, that guy's on fire. That's why I can use him. But we actually have to make a choice to realize that we are eternal beings first. We are destined. We go actually from glory to glory. So no matter what your ideas of, of we, we don't need to fight over shots or no shots or, or, or lockdowns. We actually need to focus on what heaven's doing. Because guess what? This body, it can be, it can be killed, it can be destroyed, but I'm, my spirit isn't. I'm going to live eternity with him. And I'll tell you for some, I have a, I've experienced things of, 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 the, of, of encounters with the Lord that I'll tell you, it's a lot better than this place. But we have a purpose here. And that is to be in a place where we, we choose to love him. You know how, when you're in heaven, we're going to see him in his fullness. You know how easy that's going to be? Who's been, you know when you're in a worship service and like you're going for it, you're going for it, and it's like everything you hear the Lord's like, oh, I'll do that. I'll burn for you, Lord. I'll do that. I'll stay up all night. I'll pray tomorrow. I'll pray the next day. I'll go see. And then all of a sudden you leave and you're like, Oh, yeah, I'm tired. Hmm. No, it's true, but guess what? In heaven, it's going to be, you're going to feel that, and it's not going to go away. But get this. This is the coolest thing. At this point in your life, it is a gift to the Lord that you get to give him every day. You get to give your yeses. You get to give your passion. You get to give your hunger to him as an offering to him. 
And he takes it. He loves that. That's actually why you were created. That you have a free will to choose to love him. That's so good. Woo! Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Wow, I feel the glory of the Lord. Why? Because he's in the house. Because he's here. Because we're being aware of him. Holy Spirit, just engage us. Lord, we need an encounter from you. Lord God, we thank you that your word says that you constantly just want to be with us, that you love us with an everlasting love. Lord, I just release that love right now in this place, God. It's just as an act of prophetic, I speak the love of God, the power of love in this house right now, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Some of us just, you know what? There's this, this I felt this this morning at worship. There's, there's almost like this, this feeling of I want to give it all, just hear me. I want to give it all, but then if I give it all, will I be able to do enough tomorrow? And I actually saw a picture. It's like we want to make a dam. We want to like store it up. You know how we do it in the, in, the, in the BC to store up water for when we need electricity? But the difference is, is that the water flows freely from the throne, the word says. It constantly flows. You're never going to have to keep on damming up. You have to allow it to come and come forth and touch others. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Woo! Man, I feel the glory. Sorry, I'm just... I'm having fun. I haven't even started yet. Oh, come on. Because he's good, guys. He's so good. Oh, I just want to testify of his goodness right now. I just feel that. It's like he is so good. You know what's so cool? On Wednesday night, I'll just put a plug here for our school because I love our school. Why? Because I, I have a passion. I burn to see heaven touch earth. But the way that needs to happen is through each one of us because we're the conduits of heaven. And so I'm so burned to see the body equipped to become sons and daughters of the way we're supposed to look, right? It's, it, we, don't need to, we don't need everybody to look the same. We need everyone to be who they are called to be, right? So guess the, on Wednesday night, God shifts us. We, play, we, we do worship at 6.30. On the screen, no one's up here. And the glory comes in the room. We call it the kabob glory, the word says. What I mean by that is it actually felt like a weight came in the room, but a good weight. Well, guess what? We, we, we plan for the school, just so that you know. I almost feel bad because of, sometimes I'm like, oh, we didn't do what we're supposed to do. But we did do what God said to do. And what I'm explaining is, is we never got to the night. We, we tried. We had things said. And, and we kind of went, but the presence came. But I heard testimony after testimony about how people were changed. Because God changed them. I think it was Bobby Connor says, he's like, the last thing the church needs is another message. They need an encounter. And a lot of people have said that, but I think he's one of the originals I heard. We need an encounter. And what does that look like? It's when the Spirit and the Word, we need both, guys. I'm a good Mennonite Baptist boy here. Don't, I mean it. Like the, the charismatic church needs to read this more. The charismatic church needs to read the Word more. I'm telling you guys. You ought to solve a lot of your problems. Of course, just the ones watching, because not in this room, right? So I've been on this. <laughs> that sound bad, but seriously, I like. So the Lord's been just speaking to me for months about a verse He brought up, and and He's just been, and it felt so strongly that it's such a word, just a simple message to the body of Christ for each one of us, and that is Psalms fifty-one ten. It's very simple. David's writing says, keep creating me, in me, what? A clean heart. 
It doesn't, now I want to point out right from the front for a moment. It doesn't say, keep creating the person beside me, keep creating my, my spouse, keep, keep creating my kids. It says, keep creating in me a clean heart within me. We have to grow up. I feel like we're such in a, a season of, of just growing and maturing, at least in our, in our community here. And I feel that this is the key, that we have to be going, God created me a clean heart. What, what do you want to do with me, Lord? I may not understand what some people around me are doing, but, I, but Lord, what's going on with me right now? Why, does, why are things shaking me? That's a big question. When something's happening in this season, if, if you've been struggling with fear or, or, or confusion, don't run around and, and get it from somebody else and find out, oh, it must be because of this. It, it may be because you're watching the news, but that's still you. You're choosing to go watch the news. You're choosing. It, don't blame others for where you're at. We have to grow up and realize that it actually God wants us to have a relationship. Man, we're, you're not relying on, on the pastors or leaders or life group leaders. We can't do That's not an excuse, guys. When we get to heaven and we're like, he's like, how come you, how come you didn't do what I asked you to do? And you can't be like, well... The, the pastor, he wasn't fired up enough and he wasn't going places, so I, I, isn't it true that we can't pass our leaders? And you know what he's going to say? Because I've heard that said many times. He's going to say, oh, you should have read the Bible. It doesn't say that. Where in the Bible does it say you can't get more hungry and more passionate than a leader or somebody over you? He's called each one of us to burn. He's called each one of us as disciples. We're not going to make excuses, guys. Guess what, though? He's going to love you the same. I just want to clarify that. Verse keeps on saying, fill me with pure thoughts, holy desires, ready to please you. That's our prayer. Fill me with pure thoughts. We need that in the season. And I'm not just talking about purity in the sense of, like, right or wrong. I'm talking about pure in the sense of what's God speaking. The pureness comes from heaven. The pureness says, it's a good day. The pureness says... I love my prime minister even if I don't agree with him. Yeah. My, 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 the pure thoughts are, I'm going to think better of somebody even if they treated me wrong. Come on. I'm going to... Pure thoughts is, no matter what somebody did to me, I'm going to believe in them and want to see greatness on them. Come on. Pure thoughts are, hey, they got advancement. Well, that's awesome. Instead of going, man, I missed out. You know, when we get excited for others, it creates an atmosphere that actually allows us all to go forward. Competition isn't in the kingdom. Performance is not in the kingdom. It's out of relationship. You guys, you, if you don't know yet, you're part of what's called an apostolic center, which means it's an equipping center, but it's an, an apostolic center gathers around mothers and fathers. It's family. So guess what mothers and fathers want to do? They want to see the kids rise up and go do what they're called to do. They're not slaves. So get ready. God's going to raise up powerful people in this house, and they'll be sent out. They'll come forth. Send but get this. Every week, you're actually being sent forth. You're being sent. When you leave this place, just like Jesus sent forth his disciples, go forth. Come on, do signs, wonders, miracles. That's your job. Did you, okay, get this. If you're new or don't, haven't heard some of this stuff, it's so cool. So apostolic ministry. I wasn't going here at all, but that's okay. 
I feel the Lord on this. So if we, the fivefold ministry is actually, the, Ephesians 4, is for the equipping of the saints. Doesn't mean that they're the hierarchy, they're the best of the best. This is something that's missed a lot. I love what Bill jo Bethel and them promote and speak is that they, they describe it this way. Say, say the, the apostle or the a prophet, or the apostolic leaders, right, of the fivefold, their job is to hand out the tools. Literally, they're the ones that can. So you're like the coach in, in the baseball game, but you don't actually get to even, you, we get, you get to play, but you, in reality, but it's kind of like, no, you're, here is the bat, go for it. Here you go, go for it. I love what Chris Walton says, because he's the prophet of Bethel. He says, if I was, this is Chris Walton, he says, if I was the most powerful prophet in Bethel, then I am not doing my job. Then he says he's not actually a five-fold prophet, because his job is to raise up those around him to go further and beyond anything he can. But the cool thing is, it's not a culture competition, so no one's, he's still who he is. Because he was positioned by God. And that's something we need to do is when we say create in me a clean heart, I'm not trying to create, Lord, give me, do this, give me this, give me this so I can become this. Yeah. Be on the journey with him. Let him mold you. We have dreams and, and aspirations that God's put in our hearts for many, many years and put it as children and we've, we've grown up and we desire things. That's great. But make sure you do it with a pure heart. What's your motive? Is your motive to be known or is your motive to let him be known? Yeah. Woo. Got through one verse. <laughs> Psalms 139, 23 to 24 says, God, I invite your searching gaze into my heart. Examine me through and through. Find out everything that may be hidden in me. Put me to the test and sift through me through my anxious cares. Let him search your heart. Oh, that's scary. No, it's not. Because once you spend time with the Father, when you spend time with Jesus, you find out he wants the best for you. Yeah. It may hurt a bit if you're living a lifestyle that doesn't please God. But he's still going to give you your free will to choose to, to say no to those things. He's just going to call you higher. Have you ever been around somebody that's constantly calling you higher in a good way? It's fun. That's what God does for us. That's what we're supposed to be doing for each other. You need to be constantly calling either everyone around you higher, higher, higher. So that they can soar, they can fly. Because oh, yeah. Because when we are all flying, we just go further. You guys, it's so much better when we can do this together. I know this is simple, but we have to. We got to grow up and say, look, what's going on in my life? It's simple. It's a, the last season, it's interesting because you get, especially as a leader, sometimes we, we have ideas of what we want, right? And God's like, wait a minute, but... You need to bring that person or work with that person. Well, I don't like the way. That's not the way I think it should happen. He's like, who says you have the right answer? You know what I love? I have an incredible winsome team that God's created. But I, what I love to do with that team is we sit in, and, and they'll know it. And yes, there's, there's, there's people in charge in, in, the, in the kingdom, right? So I may have final say, but you know what I do? I love hearing from them. And you know what's so interesting is that sometimes I'm like, let's do this, let's do this. And they're like, well, and, well they're, they're not scared of me. So they just straight up tell me, well, I don't think that's going to work because this and this and this, administratively. I'm like, okay, what do you think? And then this person, yeah, okay, that's wrong. Okay. And all of a sudden they're like, well, well, you can do it. I'm like, no, no, that's right. I didn't see it that way. Do you hear what I'm saying? We need each other. 
And we need to actually say, what does God want me to do? Not me, oh, I have the right answer, I have the right answer, I have the right answer. Because we want others around us to fly. My idea of what revival looks like may not be the right answer in this season. I want his idea. Revival looks different in every study history. All I want to do is make sure I'm out of the way. But I want to be there. I want to be there, but I don't want to be the one that gets it stopped because I think I know better. But when you, when you let him search your heart constantly, when you live a lifestyle before the throne and hear his heart, you won't get in the way. Don't leave, I've heard this before. I've preached certain things before and they're like, come back. They're like, well, then I'm scared. I can't do anything right. No, 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 no. You're not hearing me then. When you actually hear from him, you don't need to be worried. You get to keep on walking process. He'll get you into the right place. Because he's a good, good, good father. He loves us so much, and he desires us to all function in what we're called to do. You're not supposed to look like the person next to you. And guess what? You actually need to stay in your own lane. Sam Robinson and I have this thing. We want to have a conference, like 20 sessions in a row, and that's all we're going to say. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. Stay. No, this is the it, you guys. If you actually stay in your lane, and instead of getting like, it's interesting. I'm not using any names for sure here. So, because none of, none of you have never talk. It's like, it's crazy because you're like, people come and they're like, we got to do this, this, and this, and this. Well, that's not your department. That's nothing even to do with you. No, no, this is my idea. Well, that's awesome, but what you're doing isn't working yet. Even what you're called, like, hear me. I'm like, stay and get, figure out what you're supposed to do. Like, honestly. And I don't, I mean that because it's maturity, you guys. I've learned, I, I, I'm type A, I have lots and lots of opinions. But you actually will ask, if we're in meetings, people say, Kevin, what do you think? And they'll, like, they'll think I'm not engaging, and they'll say, what's your opinion? I say, I don't have one. What do you mean you don't have one? I, just, I actually don't know enough about the situation. That's not my gift on that. You want to ask me what the supposed to do with sound in here? Man, I'm a worshiper. It can sound horrible, I'm still going to worship. Because I don't hear it horrible. Because I'm the one singing, making it horrible. It's true. I've said it before. I have a heart of David, but he forgot to give me the voice. But then somebody told me the other day, they said, Kevin, I don't know if David actually had a good voice. They never said that. Right? Make a joyful noise. To him, it might sound good. My wife's really got a lot of grace. She's like, oh, no, it's good. Sometimes she slips and she lets me know. A little more. But it's true. We have to act, stay in your lane. Do what God's called you to be. Set your head like flip, the word says, and go forward after what he's calling to do. It's okay to have ideas. Out of relationship, you get to share, but get your lane working first. We have so many people in the church, they're, they're driving side, they're building highway, uh, trying to build a highway, but they're splitting side roads so many times, they're off in the, in the field somewhere. And then they wonder why they get hurt by church, let's just be honest, church leadership, because the church leadership's like, huh? I don't know why we're talking about this right now. Like... You know, I shouldn't go here. I should not go here right now. No, but it, it, we just got, we just stay in your lane, okay? And I'll stay in mine. We'll stay, and I'll cheer. When you're ripping down your lane, that's my job is to cheer for your lane. And if I can give you uh, something to help you in that lane, then, then I'll ask you, the one that's in charge of that lane. 
Not tell you, ask you if you need one, right? Says in Matthew 22, 14, I love this verse. It says, many are called, but few are chosen. What does that mean? It means that we're called, but you have to choose. You have to choose if you're going to do it. He has called each and one of you. And it's not a hierarchy, guys. I just want to break that off. I just love breaking that off the church. We're all called. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if, it's, if you think it's the smallest thing. It's not in the kingdom. It's not how it works. It's not how it works. It's, he doesn't look at us and go, oh, where's, oh, where's the apostle? The apostle's the highest. Did you know what Paul writes about apostle? They're the ones at the end of the, the, he says that they're the end of the parade getting rocks thrown at them. People always, it's, everyone wants what sounds good until they have to live it. Ask Brent how many tests. He just, he won't mind if, you know, in Mexico, the swab, they went really far. Like, it doesn't feel good. I know it's a small thing, but he's running off all over the place, and they're like constantly, I, t- I told him this morning, I'm praying for your nasal passages. <laughs> but it wasn't a joke because he actually, like, yeah. I've had it, it sucks. Yeah. What I'm saying is, this, these are, it, you may go, oh, that's funny, but it, there's a cost. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he's, he's not straight up saying, but like, he, he could get stuck in Mexico. If the test comes back, he stays for two weeks in Mexico. At Christmas time, how do you guys like that? I wouldn't. And then what happens if he gets another one? Anyways, let's not speak that. He's going to get back. But I'm trying to make a point is everyone wants what looks really good. But it's not as glamorous over there. Brent has an incredible heart, so he's passionate, loves what's going on there. And we love our Mexican churches. They're incredible. Pastor Adonis is unreal. That guy's the real thing. But I just want to say is that be who you're called to be. Because if you go out of your grace, out of your lane, it's no fun. It's not fun. I love uh, uh, the passion version of that verse. It says, for everyone is invited to enter in it, but few respond in excellence. For everyone is invited to enter it, but few respond in excellence. Lord, let's respond in excellence. Whew. Lord Jesus, what do we do here? It's always interesting when you get through a page and you have 35 more. Because um, I want him to speak. We need to, we need to, let's just, I'm going to go here. Matthew 7, I'm just going to keep going here. Matthew 7, everyone loves this verses, right? We've got to talk about the plank. But I'm going to read all the passion so it doesn't say plank. Isn't that good? That's what I figured. I'm like, no one wants to hear about the plank in their eyes, so I found it in the passion translation. Didn't use it. But this is just going to go over. The word of God is speaking what I've been trying to share. I, I love the word. When it, we have, it answers so many questions, you guys. It answers way more. We run around going, What's, why, why is life not working? Why are, people, why are people mad at me? Well, read Matthew 7 and see if that might help you. It says, refuse to be a critic full of bias towards others and you will not be judged. We're not supposed to be a critic of each other? It's interesting. Uh, again, we, we're, we're, I, well, I lead the Bethel school here and stuff, so I'll speak a lot about Bethel. But we love Bethel. But it's interesting that Chris Valton talks about this, is that if you know Chris Valton, he's a very straightforward prophet. We know him. He's incredible. He's given, he literally prophesied I was going to get married before, to Donna before I even knew that. Um, 
Yeah, so Chris is amazing. He's legit. But it's interesting that he shares something. Because at Bethel campus, he's known as a very accurate prophet, which he says discernment is his number one gift. And I just said the bias, refuse to be critical of bias towards others. It's interesting. He says this. He says with people around him when he's in a relationship, he, doesn't even, he will not trust his discernment. You know why? Because he's being biased. He knows there's biasness in there. Even though he's a seasoned, well-known prophet, but he will actually remove him from situations because he's mature and he's not trying to manipulate people. And sometimes I think we're in a very prophetic culture and sometimes we need to actually be real with ourselves. Back to the first creative me a clean heart, stay in my lane and realize sometimes we're speaking into things out of our own opinion and putting God on it. We have to be careful from putting God on everything we say when we are in relationship with people. We have to be careful with that, guys. When I first got connected, when I was like 20 years old, had an account with the Lord, and I heard about the prophetic movement, well, I didn't even know what that meant, but one of the first ones was Stacey Campbell. She's going for it, and I'll be honest, because of my background, I figured that what they were calling prophetic was like God coming down to earth and speaking out of her mouth, and so I freaked out. I'm like, you, and I couldn't understand why people weren't listening very well. I'm like, God's speaking. Like, I'm serious. I was intense. I sometimes left the room because I didn't want to know what God was speaking because I had a lot of fear of God back then. I'm being honest with you. What I'm saying is, is that we've lost some of that, though. See, I came out of a background with, when you said God spoke, you better hope it's dead on because I'm still thinking fire's coming down. Now, I don't believe that anymore because we're in the new covenant. But, but what I'm saying is that we do need to be very careful when we're giving advice and criticism of things and putting the God card on it. Make sure it's God. Because you'd be surprised how much of that has caused hurt in the church. There's so much hurt because we make God, we come in with, with, say, it's the God card. And then things don't work out. Number two, verse two. For you will be judged by the same standard that you've been used to judge others. The measurement you use on them will be used on you. Whoa. Don't be careful how you judge. Especially the intentions of the heart. What does the Bible say about that? Don't. Don't. Only God knows the intentions of the heart. And if you're good enough, I tell people. When they tell me, oh, I know. God's spoken to me and I know their intentions. I'm like, you sure you know their intentions? You talk? No, no, God's told me. I said, tell me your lottery ticket tomorrow. If you're that good, prove it to me. Prove it to me. I don't know if you guys heard the story down at, actually at Bethel years ago. Um, I think it was Dan Farley was in town, was there. Chris was out of town. And, and this lady comes into Dan Farley's office and says, I have a word for Bethel. This is what we're going to, we want to switch this. God says you're supposed to switch the structure of this, this, and this. And he's like, whoa. Like she was pretty serious. And, and so he phoned up Chris Bolton and said, hey, I got this lady here. This is what she's saying. He goes, hmm. Tell her if it snows tomorrow, then, then I'll believe it. And he's like, what? Well, that's what Bob Jones did when he came to IHOP. So if she's a true prophet, because we don't know who she is. There was no relationship, by the way, to this lady. And she wants us to shift thing, major decisions in our ministry. Then let's see it. Bob Jones pulled it off. Go check that story off. That's a pretty sweet story. He told him the day 
while, anyways, don't go sidetrack too much. But literally, be careful. I don't know why I'm so hard on that one today. But we need to. We need to grow up. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. That's good, Ed. That's good. See, she's following along. Because I didn't even follow that. No, it didn't, it didn't snow. And, she le- and the interesting was, actually, it's good you said that, because she left, and what th- something they brought up when they shared this is that she left mad first because they didn't listen and left. Well, if it was really God, why would, like, maybe build some relationship? Like, put some equity. Sam, you had the great word a few weeks ago. Put some equity into it. Put some equity into it. It's interesting. When you have years of equity into people, it's amazing how much more they'll listen to you. Because they know you care. When you're, with, when you're there for somebody, when they're down and when they're up, oh, my goodness. Then, then, then let's talk. Why would you focus on the flaw in somebody else's life and fail to notice the glaring flaws of your own? Not for us, though, right? Because we don't have flaws. No, this is so true. Especially you spouses, when you start asking God to really speak into your life, it's sometimes hard. Because sometimes I'll say, I, of course I'm a perfect husband, but sometimes I'll think Donna's doing something wrong and the Lord will be like, mm, no. That's, that's you, Kevin. I'm like, no. I've already told her she was the one that was wrong. And I've gotten a lot better of going and admitting it afterwards, right? Better, yeah. No, but with, you know what I'm telling you, though? It is so cool when you have a relationship with the Lord because he helps you in your marriage. If you're willing to listen for things, he'll help you. He'll help you. I had a little, my own little testimony. I won't say much, but I, I, did, I wasn't the smartest husband. I said something. Maybe I shouldn't say. And then the Lord told me out of nowhere, he's like, I was going to go. I had to go somewhere. And he's like, I had to go get lunch quickly. And he's like, phone up Donna and tell her you need to bring her lunch right now. I hope it's okay. But literally, I phoned her up. And this is the other day. And she's like, I'm like, yeah, because um, the last conversation wasn't as good. Um, can we be real, right? And I'm like, yeah, I didn't tell her God. I knew, I'm like, why would I even think of that? It doesn't make sense right now. And so I knew it was God because how, because if you're not thinking to go, anyways. And so then she, I'm like, so I, what do you want? I'm going to pick up lunch. Do you want something? And all I hear is nothing. And then I hear a little, honestly, tears. And she's, I'm like, what's going on? I didn't clue and I'm not the fastest. And, and she's like, oh my goodness, God just used you. That's amazing. And she was just talking to the Lord. And that was literally... Just, she needed that. Right? And guess what? I'm driving there, and I literally just, I'm like praying, I'm like, God, thank you for making me look good. No, I'm not even joking. And then I got convicted. I'm like, oh, I shouldn't be praying that. And Lord's like, and I just heard the Lord say, yes, you can. He delights in making you look good, you guys. Why? Because you're made in his image. You are his hands and his feet. You are him. You're showing the world what he looks like everywhere you go. So when you grow in him, when you actually let him be, use you, he actually, get this one, he wants to make you famous for him, guys. He wants to do it in a process so it doesn't blow up your head because he actually cares more about you. This is, get this one, I actually believe he cares more about keeping you right than we even worried about everyone else. He sees us. You know the saying, you're the apple of his eye? It's true. He loves each one of us. Each one of us. And he cares. 
So don't focus on somebody else's flaw. And if you are, I've been really practicing for months. If I start wondering, I'm like, oh, it really bothers me. And then I just, it's just quite, I've learned to, I'm like, but why is it bothering me? What in me is allowing it? Because it doesn't actually make sense. Why, like, they're not really affecting me. They just, I don't like the way they're doing it. But why am I allowing that to bother me? You guys, Jesus went to the cross. He got spit on. You guys, he got flogged. He did all that. And he didn't, he didn't lash out. Why? Because he was working on, he, he knew how to take care of himself. He wasn't around blaming everybody else, which he could have. He's the one person that can. He's like the guy spinning. He's like, you're, he, can, he can be like, dude, what's wrong with you? But no, seriously, he could. He could look and say, you, and he could call it all their sin, do all that stuff. But instead, he just took it. Why? Because he had a pure heart. He's like, you're, you're not taking away my identity. The only person that can take your identity away is you. If you choose not to realize who you are as a son or daughter of the king, that is your choice. And if you're saying, it's, you're, oh, I don't feel like somebody because somebody treated me like that, then you need to change your mindset. Lord, renew my mind. Because you make, I'm, I'm a son because of what he did. Not because of anything you guys have done. Because of what he has done. Nothing, I, nothing even that I've done other than saying I received that. But guess what? I'm already his son. Before I even accepted him, for God so loved the world. It doesn't say for God so loved the Christians. For God so loved the ones that said the prayer. It doesn't say that. We actually in the church distinguish the difference. That's why God actually cares so much about souls. Because he already loves them. Because they're already his children running around. They just don't know it. And he wants them to come home. He wants them to know who they are. You have to realize, uh, Heidi Baker shares about how what she deals in, in Mozambique with her, uh, with her kids, the orphan kids, which become not orphans. And you know how she knows? She says, she shared this before, that she'll know they're not orphans is when, they walk, when they'll walk into her house and open her, her fridge and take stuff out without asking. Because they know they're kids. They'll know that they're, they're, they've been in the family. It's the same way with us. We don't need to constantly ask for things. We get to, when you realize that you, that you have everything at your disposal, you need a word, ask him. No, we have to change it. I'm not, I'm, it's great. We can be hungry and we can go to amazing meetings and be like, hey, Lord, I, Lord when I go there, I need a word. I need a word. Sometimes I, I hear that, which is fine. Sometimes we're just out of place. I don't want to beat anyone. There's no condemnation. But sometimes it's like, I feel the Lord's just like, when I hear that, it's like, well, why don't you ask me? And if you're craving prophetic words, which are awesome, that's awesome, then give some away. The law of sowing and reaping works that way too. Trust me. I love it. So you know some of us, oh man, some of like Sammy and myself and other friends of ours that we loved, we just prophesy over each other all the time. Text, we pray. Why? Because we're all always giving it back and forth to each other. And we're not even trying to. Because I, I, I said, Lord, what is that? It's like, it's just the law of sowing and reaping. Because we care. We're just in a relationship. You just, we want to speak. But I'm telling you that some of the strongest words will be the ones that are people that are just around you in your community. We all want the word from the front. But usually it's because we just want everyone else to hear it. Isn't that true? 
So often, we just want everyone else to see, hear it, and, and, and then we go, as the, we'll be like, hey, and does that make sense? Yeah! Did you guys all hear that, people? Did you hear what he said? Which is okay, because I think God loves that. That's actually sometimes, when we give words, he'll say, do that. I've, the Lord's told me, you need, to do that, you need to do that publicly so people can see what's on that person's life. So I'm not saying it's wrong, but it's when the heart is. Because sometimes you're getting the 10th word exactly the same, and it's, not because, it's more because God's speaking to the prophet, saying, hey, give that word, because they keep on not listening. They just, you can tell the world that you're called to do something, but if you don't actually take any steps towards it, you're just going to have an, a word. We're running around with so many words that we love to tell everybody, but what are you doing with them? No, like... Don't wait for somebody else to break you the word of God that's over your life come true. We need to step in and make the, our own journey. Oh my, okay. The time is, to, sorry, just looked at the clock. Oh my word. Um, we're supposed to be done at 11.30 and nine minutes past. How could you say to your friend, let me show where you're wrong when you're even guilty of even more? This is hard stuff, hey? You're being hypocritical and a hypocrite. First acknowledge and deal with your own blind spots, and then you'll be capable of dealing with the blind spots of your friend. Hmm. Lord, we just created us a clean heart. Oh, where's the Glenn there? There you go. He's, he hasn't played for a while, so he asked me how we know. If you ever see us, we're like... So I just make sure it's really big. Because <laughs> we're family, right? Thank you, Glenn. I love it. I'm so glad. Glenn, Glenn was, used to be here years ago, and God brought him somewhere else, and now he's back. And so we just, we love you, Glenn. We love what's on your life. Yeah. He's on a journey. Going for more. This guy's very talented and gifted. He's incredible. Oh, I love what you guys just did. We just celebrated somebody. We just celebrated. We didn't give him a word, but we just celebrated him. Sometimes we just need to celebrate those around us for who they are, for serving. Thank you, Mark. Look at you guys. I'm on sound right now. There you go. We got camera people. We're just... You guys want to stand? I had a vision earlier, and I just wanted to declare it over you guys. Some of you, in the season, it feels like you've just been on uphill battle. And you feel like you're coming to, like, exhaustion a bit. The enemy's telling you that you're not going to go much further, and you're just like, I want more. You're like on this hike, and I, and I, I saw clear. I don't even know what they're called, and I looked, and all and people had put this, those, those uh, backpacks with the, the water. I don't know what they're called. They're called a bladder. That's different. Um, we'll call them Holy Ghost sacks of, wa of Holy Ghost water or something, but I felt like, because they have this little tube that comes around. You guys know what I'm talking about? And I felt like people just need to reach back and grab that tube and realize that you actually have the resources to go to the next season. Because God's given you everything you need for this hour. 
And so, Lord, we just thank you, Lord God, for your kingdom come and your will be done. Lord, I pray right now just your grace to come upon your people, Lord. Holy Spirit, I ask that you just fill us today, God. Lord God, I pray that you would show us if we're going out of our lane. Lord, show us if we need to remove a, let's go back, New King James, the plank in our eye, Lord. Lord God, let us get our focus off of others and get it on you and what you're doing in our lives. Lord God, I pray, Lord, that we would be burning ones. Lord, I pray, Lord, just like in the Word talks about even the, the circumcision of the heart, God. Lord, do that today, Lord God. Show us what we need to remove because we want to be fully dedicated to you, Lord God. We want to be the light. Lord, if we've lost our saltiness, release the salt today, God. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, 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 Jesus. Right now, I just break any shame off people right now. I see God wants to right now, like, you feel like you're just, when you walk around, you have no face. I just saw people that feel like they're faceless. <laughs> I know that's a great word, that there's a faceless generation, but God's actually also loves the, the realizing that people have identity that he made for each one. There's a couple uh, behind, de behind you, uh, Heiko, right behind you. Yeah, you. You just looked up at me, you and your wife. I just want to declare, just, I just want to bless you guys and just declare your faithfulness that's over you. Yeah, you too. Yeah. I saw just uh, this, this mountaintop encounters that you guys have experienced. And there's something about you guys that carry an ability to release dreams on people. I've, I don't even know if I've ever met you before. And I just see this, this, this well of, of the kingdom of God around you. And I, and I just want to encourage you, even in this season of life, that there's so much more. But there's, I see you feeding little eaglets and, and others that you carry the ability. And you, and you, have, a, oh, you have the grace to release dreams to come alive. And I just want to honor you in that. I just want to thank you for what you've done for him. I've seen that you've, you've done, had incredible journeys. And some of them are low and some of them are high. But your faithfulness. And I just want to bless you too. And I just, even as I'm talking, I just see the, right now, as we're declaring over you, it's cool because even you've been through battles and I see your armor getting polished right now. It's just being polished. And there's a season of just promises coming over your life. And I just, yeah, and the mother's heart over you, you care so much, but you're not just a mother to, to your own kids, you're a mother to many. And, and you're going to see the promises that you've prayed for come to being, even this next season. And you, yeah, uh, sir, you, I just see like, mm, how do I, I'm seeing this thing come up, it just, you're, you're, you're able to make ways and passages for others to get to what they're called to do. And I just bless you guys right now in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Woo. God, we just thank you. Lord, we just thank you, God. And we just bless, I, Lord, I'm just going to, if you, and we're going to bring the ministry team up here, if you just want to get prayed for a word. But I just want to go, I just want to, I just want to give a shout to the Lord. I feel like it's a, a message like this, we could easily go and have you all come up and, and say, I'm going for it. But I actually just feel like there's already been victory in the room. I feel like there's victory in the room. There's mind shifts changed. And I want to celebrate with the Lord. I see, I'm watching as there's just this, this angelic realm coming in here. Because they're excited for what you're about to do. They're like ministering angels. I see them. They got pads. And it's like, 
You got to speak your words of life, guys. You are ambassadors of Christ, so your words are powerful. So I challenge you, speak life. So Lord, we just send them out right now in the name of Jesus. And in the count of three, let's just shout to the Lord. Give him a praise offering. One, two, three. Jesus! Yes, God. Yes, God. And amen. Thank you, guys. It's awesome.